This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hello, this is Axel. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk Daily for February 17th, 2023. First of all, we made a mistake saying yesterday's daily was the last until Monday. That's on Tony. We get sources of news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics from the internet. So let's begin. Variety.com reviews the new Apple TV Plus series, Hello Tomorrow. Apple, a streamer with no shortage of money, makes Hello Tomorrow. Look fabulous, chock-a-block with old-school Americana and Jetsons tech. Here, the tailfin cars levitate. But the volume of things being thrown at the screen don't hold our interest as strongly as would one really good visual idea, just as the constellation of lies Jack, Billy Crudup, tells grow unwieldy, not just for the character but for us in the audience, too. This is a show burbling with things it wants to show us on a craft level, but an uncertainty about the main thing, what is it really trying to say? The answer seems, ultimately, to be an exploration of a challenging guy for whom work is more rewarding than family life. And ten episodes is a long way to travel through time to end up in a place that retro, that familiar. More at Variety.com There's more Sci-Fi Talk Daily in a moment. Get your comic review Star Trek Picard Season 3 from Neil Vack. Season 3 starts big and starts strong. The action on Beverly's ship, the Elios, is exciting. And well choreographed. It's also shrouded in enough mystery to carry the viewer through the rest of the episode. As I said in my overall first impressions, Season 3 is going to drip-feed the audience with information, and that's exactly what's happening here. The attack on the Elios leads us to Picard, who leads us to Riker and the Titan and brings that crew to the Riton system. It's a simple point A to point B moving of the chess pieces. But with all the action going on around it the next generation does its job succinctly. As season premieres go, it's certainly characteristic of what to expect from the other episodes I have seen so far. Deadline.com reports on the Return to Silent Hill reboot Andreas Wiseman writes. Ashland Hill Media Finance is to co-finance a slate of four films at various stages of production, including Christoph Gann's horror reboot Return to Silent Hill, based on the hit Konami video game. Producers Victor Hadida and Molly Hassel are behind Return to Silent Hill, which the veterans is handling for international sales. We cover the project back at AFM. Filming is due to get underway soon. Variety.com has news on Jeremy Renner's recovery. Zach Scharf writes, Jeremy Renner is still recovering from his critical snowplow accident, but he's also getting fans excited for an upcoming new project. The actor recently took to Instagram to reveal a behind-the-scenes look at Renovations, a four-part Disney Plus series that follows Renner as he travels the world to help communities reimagine unique purpose-built vehicles. Behind the scenes on Renovations, coming soon on Disney Plus around the world. Renner wrote in a caption, We are queuing up now with Disney and Disney Plus to launch this amazing new show. More info to come. Renner added, Thank you for your patience, while I am in the shop now, working on me. The actor is referring to his own rehabilitation as he continues to recover from a Jan 1st snow plow accident that left him hospitalized with critical injuries such as blunt chest trauma. The Hawkeye actor later revealed he broke 30 bones in the accident. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned.
Variety.com reports on the passing of legendary actor Raquel Welch. Carmel Dagon writes, Raquel Welch, the actor who became an icon and sex symbol thanks to films like One Million Years B.C. and Three Musketeers, died Wednesday in Los Angeles after a brief illness, her manager confirmed to Variety. She was 82. She came onto the movie scene in 1966 with the sci-fi film Fantastic Voyage and the prehistoric adventure One Million Years B.C., the latter of which established Welch as a sex symbol. The actor went on to appear in the controversial adaptation of Myra Beckenridge, Kansas City bomber and Richard Lester's delightful romps The Three Musketeers in 1973, for which she won a Golden Globe, and The Four Musketeers, Milady's Revenge in 1974. She was one of the first women to play the lead role, not the romantic interest, in a Western, 1971 revenge tale Hanny Calder, an inspiration for Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill, according to the director. More at Variety.com Deadline has a story on the tributes to Raquel Welch. Denise Petsky writes, Tributes are pouring in for Raquel Welch, the legendary actress who died Wednesday at the age of 82, following a career that spanned more than 50 years across film and television. So sad to hear about Raquel Welch's passing, tweeted Reese Witherspoon. I loved working with her on Legally Blonde. She was elegant, professional and glamorous beyond belief. Simply stunning. May all her angels carry her home. This is so sad. I had the great pleasure of working with Ms. Welch when I was a regular on Sabrina the Teenage Witch and she was awesome, actor Paul Feig tweeted. Eugenio Derbez, who starred with Welch in what was to be her final film, 2017's How to Be a Latin Lover, remembered the actress for being so warm and so funny. Even the Muppets weighed in with a remembrance of the icon. We'll never forget our remarkable friend Raquel Welch, one of our favorite guests on The Muppet Show. From dancing with a giant spider, to inspiring Fozzie Bear and duetting with Miss Piggy, Raquel could do it all. More at Deadline.com For Sci-Fi Talk Daily, this is Axel reporting. Tony will be back on Monday. I promise.